Susan Bratton is an orgasmonaut. She has a simple mission. Let's transform having sex into making love together. She had a lot of trauma as a child, bad experiences with sex. She's very open and vulnerable on her videos uh, about what happened to her. Uh, and then a tough marriage happened where they didn't think it was time to turn around and they did. And now she's showing others how to have great sex. Her, like I said, her site, she has unbelievable amount of videos and content and reports on better sex. She's an author, 35 books, um, incredible. We talk about a particular program calling, uh, it's called EHA. It's uh, ex ex expanding her orgasm tonight and the three-week process of, of what that is and, and the rides that, that that takes you on. Just an incredible, uh, insightful woman on, on sex and how to uh, in, enhance your sex life and what men should do. I'll just give you a quick teaser. One of her great pieces of advice for men is remove the stress for your wife or lover. You remove the stress, they'll be more willing and apt to have sex and to be open. And sex itself, us men are, are trained to hit the center of the bullseye in a target when we should actually work our way in. Lots of great advice on what to do. We talk all about sex here. It's a great conversation. Uh, I know you're going to like it. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Joey Pins. People ask me, how did I lose 130 pounds? The quick answer is always discipline. I started my business, wasn't paying attention to my health, was eating too much, you know, drinking too much sweets. My daughter was born. Next thing I know, I'm pre-diabetic, I have hypertension. I knew something had to change. Discipline. I, like many of you, have faced many challenges in your career, in your family, in your life, in your faith. How did you attack them? How did you approach them? How did you solve them, hopefully? It all had to have some degree of discipline. I'm also asked, how did you found and start a tech business that lasted over 25 years? Discipline. I was committed to it, enjoyed technology, didn't enjoy some aspects of it, but knew it was necessary. Discipline. Our podcast mission, how do we use discipline to better ourselves and society? Join me, please, as I talk to interesting people and discuss how they use discipline in their family and their passion and their careers and how it helped them. Our podcast vision, growth through learning from others. Joey Pins Discipline Conversations. It'll be light and serious. Join us, please. Thank you for consideration. Is it a good time to be having sex right now? It's a, the most important and, and better than ever time to be having sex right now. Why is that? Yeah. Um, well, because the world is, is very um, upsetting mm. for people. Mm. Between um, the media dividing us and people having difficulties financially because we're not for me personally, I believe we're not putting enough into our citizens because we're in the middle of a global pandemic, because we are finally starting to realize that the climate crisis is, in fact, a crisis. We're seeing all of these things happening to us. We're having concerns about our, our jobs. Um, now that kids have started to do school from Zoom. We're wondering why we spend so much on our educations when we can get that learning and the learning we need is changing so rapidly. We've lost trust in technology because of our concerns about privacy. And we're also starting to get beleaguered from the chemicals that have been dumped to, into the environment and the chemicals that have been dumped into our foods that have been putting toxins into our bodies and creating a lot of long-term health problems that we don't have good health care for. So we have a lot of reasons, and those are just the tip of the iceberg, yes. of things that today are more complex 
They're coming at us a million miles an hour. Social media makes us not only feel like we're not keeping up, but overwhelms us and swamps us emotionally with what we see as the issues. So there are just a lot of reasons why the what there, there are a couple of things in this world that constantly give us pleasure as humans. One of them is our family and our friends and the nurturing and connection we get from loved ones. Another is good food shared with others. Again, going back to connection. Another is connection to nature. I mentioned that I was going swimming right after our podcast because the waves are cracking today. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to dive under some big waves and I'm going to have to dive all the way down to the bottom where it's quiet and let those giant waves crash over me instead of carrying me away. And I'm going to feel, I'm going to feel mother nature shaking me to the bones, you know, and that's going to be so exhilarating. And, and we need both the feeling of nature and the quietude and the, the way that nature brings us back to our core self. And we need our connection to ourselves in ecstatic bliss and to our lover if we are fortunate enough to have one. And when we make love, we are able to have a vascular experience that is healthy. We're able to get serotonin and dopamine and generate oxytocin to feel close and to feel safe and to feel bonded. We're able to have a release that allows us to reboot our nervous system, to bring ourselves back to center, to ground ourselves like nature grounds us, sex grounds us. And I think more than ever, it is difficult for us to get out of our monkey mind and into the solemn, what would I call it? The kind of the soulful connection to self and to all others that we can get through the ecstatic experience of orgasm. So I think more now than ever, we need to find that connection and have those ecstatic experiences with ourselves or, or with our lover or both and both and plus, plus, plus. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I, I enjoy that. I, I love that response because in this, like you said, you tip the iceberg there with civil unrest and so many things outside our window yeah. that are going on and, you know, it's tried, it's hard to find happiness, but you can find so much happiness and joy with your lover right right there inside, right in front of you. Yes. Um, Tony Robbins, I used to work for Tony. I was the CMO of one of his tech companies. And one of his phrases that I always loved is, all I need is within me now. Hmm. You know, we are born alone in our skin sack and we die alone. And I've recently been facing my own mortality, having been a long haul COVID person, having had COVID two times, seeing my parent, losing my parents last year, my father, seeing my mother now at a hundred pounds and not thriving. My bet, one of my best friends is literally just moved his mother into a nursing home, a long-term care facility yesterday evening and came over for dinner and we fed him and loved him up afterward because it's it's a lot to take in so we're born alone and we die alone but we have all we need within us and that moment of touching souls in orgasmic ecstasy where you don't know where your partner's pleasure begins and your pleasure ends where it's all just one conjoined trance state of bliss that allows us to feel like we are not alone in a way that nothing else feels in our life, which is why I think our sexuality is vital to our personal growth throughout our life. Yeah, it's profound. The studies done, and I since uh, since I knew I was going to engage with you, the the studies done on orgasm and and what it does for the human body and the human experiences it's 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 very obvious the benefits are incredible are people having more sex now given the the condition in the state you can read a million different people's opinions on who's having more sex and who's having less sex 
I hear these things about, oh, you know, the kids these days, they're not even having sex anymore. They're just playing their computer games. And I think to myself, mm, I don't know. I think they're having sex. Um, the, the, the place that I'm in right now, and, and I help people from 19 to 90 around the world from every culture across the gender spectrum. So I have this super wide purview into people's deepest sexual desires and fears because I am also a sexpert. I'm not a psychotherapist. Mm. I'm someone who I'm a publisher of passionate lovemaking techniques. I like to say that what I do is transform having sex into making love. Hmm. And I answer all people's emails from all over the world, any question. And so I've helped people understand, you know, if you go, I have a website called betterlover.com where I have hundreds of videos that I've shot and I, I answer people's questions. How do I lose my virginity all the way up to I'm 91 and I still have great sex, but I'm having sensation loss or erectile dysfunction or whatever it might be. And I'll tell you that the interesting sweet spot is this 40 year old person, what I would call the midlife person. Now, I personally don't think 40 is midlife. I think 40 is you're still a baby <laughs> because I am 60 and I feel like I am just coming into my midlife now because I plan to go. My girlfriend, my best friend is 15 years younger than I am. She says, no, you can't let you can't live till you're 100. You need to live till you're 115 because I'm going to live till I'm 100. So you have to live to 115. So she set my she set my longevity clock a little further out. Okay, and I was like, all right, I'll, I will do that for you. That sounds good. <laughs> We need to be together for the rest of our lives. So I think midlife is is really getting to people more because people, the healthy people who are eating well and getting exercise, they're, they want to have great sex. It was funny. I just recently looked at a whole bunch of pictures on Facebook of people that I went to high school with. And so they're all 60. And I thought to myself, my friends look like my grandmother. I don't want to look like that. And there's a, there's a cohort of us who are fighting against aging, who are wanting to feel like teenagers every day. I got up and did a three-mile beach walk today. I work out three times a week. I eat organic vegetables every day. I take supplements based on molecular reports that show me what my body's deficient in that's personalized medicine. I use red light therapy in my vagina and on my hair. I mean, I do so many things. I use PRP shots in my clitoris to keep my sensation high. So I have orgasmic intensity as I age. When you think about people in this category, this middle-aged category who are personal growth oriented, and they care about their sexuality. So their sex life is important to them. This I find to be my real sweet spot, because when you're young, you're just learning how to have sex. And then when you're in your 30s, many people are having their families and building their career. And then when they hit their 40s, they go, oh, shit, I forgot to have fun myself. Mm. I need to have fun before I hit 50 and I'm an old fart and my life is over. And then they hit 50 and they're like, oh, great. Well, if I've taken good care of myself, I actually am doing pretty well. And I look, I, I turn around at 60 and look around and go, oh, all that good food and exercise and self-care really paid off because I'm pulling ahead of the crowd and I'm doing really well compared to my cohort who had that mindset that, oh, you just get old and then, you know, things just break down and this is just the way it is. So there's definite fork in the road where there are people who want to have incredible sex and they know that just like anything else, reading a cookbook, re watching a YouTube video on how to take scratches out of your car yourself, whatever it is, you can learn how to do it. And the more you know, the better you get. And what's great about sexuality is that it never ends. It, it just keeps getting better and better and better and better your whole life long if you want that. And so that's a small number of people, but a very powerful and sexy cohort. <laughs>
Absolutely. And the more it grows, the benefits everyone. You know, you, menace, you mentioned your videos. You have a lot of great videos, but your, your introductory video is very, very vulnerable, Susan. You know, it kind of yeah. opens up. You talk about the first time you had sex. It was protected, but you got pregnant. And you yeah. didn't have your first orgasm. I think you said to you, like you were 45. And, and yes. you kind of yeah. lay this foundation of saying, hey, this is where I came from. Here's where I am now. You can do the same. I applaud that. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I wouldn't be, I love the phrase, my, your greatest wound becomes your greatest gift. Mm. And for me, that wanting to have great sex, I mean, I think even in that video, I, I think I said, I used to wonder if maybe I would have these paranoid moments where I would think to myself, is everybody just bullshitting about sex? Mm. Are, is it really that good for some people? Because I want it, but I can't, I can't seem to, it seems elusive to me to have really great sex. Mm. But now I've realized, and you know, what I'm doing right now, Joe, is I'm, I'm doing a 15 week orgasm challenge. I call it come with me <laughs> where I teach the 20 kinds of orgasms the male body can have wow. and the 20 kinds of orgasms the female body can have. And I, I, whatever your gender expression is, I support that, but you are either born XX or XY. So we either have the penis side of equipment or the vagina side of equipment. And that gives us some, some very specific ways of having orgasms. Um, you can have orgasms in three ways. You can have orgasms from touching locations, like I will touch your penis and make you have an orgasm. Um, you can have orgasms from techniques. One of the techniques I want to talk to you about today is this practice, this discipline of expanded orgasm. And you can have tech and, and you can have orgasms from objects and tools sex toys and 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 other fantasy fetish types of things so it's really an unlimited amount of pleasure that is available to us mm. an unlimited amount of pleasure and you don't have to have a partner to do the majority of these orgasms and yet most people are happy if they have one clitoral orgasm or one male ejaculatory climax during lovemaking when they could literally be having full body energetic orgasms both male and females both anybody and however they identify um, the entire time they're making love and even when they're not making love you can live in orgasm you can live from your your lust, your turn on, your turn on is your life force. Your vitality is your sexual vitality, is your energy, is your creativity, is your passion. These are just the facets of the whole thing we're talking about, which is our life force. Hmm. Yes, very well put. Very powerful, Susan. You, you talk <laughs> about, you know, uh, men want to hit the center of the target where you really should yeah. come from the out and come in, uh, build your the bullseye touch bullseye. technique. Yes. You want to talk about yeah. that? Yeah. 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 The bullseye touch technique is a very helpful, what would I say? Visualization, mm -hmm. sexual visualization for the male partner, because he's ready to go mm -hmm. because he has testosterone and he's just like, you know, let's, let's make it happen, baby. Let's go. And she's very far behind him. She's not as turned on. She doesn't start out as turned on. And so when he's trying to grab her breasts or grab her vulva or her vagina um, and, and get her going because he wants her to grab his penis, he's ready. Um, it feels like too much for her and it's a turnoff for her. It's too accelerated for her. So I teach guys the three, two, one, start from the outside and work your way in like a bullseye. You don't want to shoot for the bullseye right away. You want to start at the outside and get better and more accurate in your touch by stroking hair, stroking arms, stroking back, stroking, stroking thighs, stroking belly, stroking best stroking buttocks, then touching nipples, touching vulvas. And when you do that, it gives your woman a chance to warm up. So I really love that simple little bullseye touch technique. It makes a big difference. Touch techniques generally are something that I think are very important because when you get that skin on skin contact and you understand how to touch for rapture, you understand spongy touch and draggy touch, you understand the four types of touch. Mm. There's nurturing, there's healing, there's sensual and there's sexual. When you begin to understand the distinctions of touch, touching where you touch the skin and then touching for the meat of the person under the skin, even just that distinction helps you just become a more a lover with more finesse that can generate more pleasure. 
Yes, my good. You have such great content, and another. <laughs> it's incredible. I don't. I, I keep on thinking of new things you brought up that I want to discuss. Like, you tell men remove the stress from your lover. You remove yeah. all the stress from your lover, and they will open up, and they'll be easier for them to, you know, get into the moment and kind of succumb to the, you know, to the rapture that you mentioned. It's it's so simple, and so many men can do that. Just you know, go walk the dog. Go put the you know, do, get rid of all that stress, and she'll open up. It's so simple. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also helping a woman get into her body and out of her head, helping her become present and heart connected with you in the moment of lovemaking, encouraging her to let everything go and just relax and enjoy and feel and be in sensation in the interplay of co-created sensation. Uh, moving from friction to connection. Those things are what really help women allow themselves to be transported into pleasure. Yes, friction to connection. Very, very important. Are the majority of your listeners, viewers, men or women? Do you know? It's about 50-50. It might even be 60% men, 40% women, but that's only because I have some partners who love my work and they've really exposed me to the masculine audience. Um, but I'm super good at teaching men how to be really hot lovers. I would say that is one of my sweet spots because I'm, I like to talk to men. I love to work with men because if you just, dude is just like, tell me what you want. Right. Tell me what I need to do. Give me a checklist. And I love that because I'm a very straightforward person. So there is a more meandering path with the feminine that can be for me, sometimes a little tedious mm. where the masculine, he's just so malleable and workable and willing to spin on a dime to please and just know what to do and do it that I do think that I gravitate toward helping men more. <laughs> it's so true. You know, my girlfriend has a lot of single, you know, female friends and they're constantly asking me, you know, I just want a man to treat me like a woman. I said, well, listen, you're yeah. going to have to be a little more specific. Uh, they're gonna, they're not going to know what that means. Just just break it down a little bit more and they'll, they will do it. Believe me, they will do it. You just have to yeah. really, have, like you say, they're malleable, they're malleable, but they really need to understand. So let's go right over to expanding. Uh, my goodness, I, I you gave me the, the expanding uh, her orgasm tonight. Eha. You gave me a lot yeah. of the collateral. Yeah. I, I went through the went yeah. through it all. It's, it's very exciting. It's a three week program where you week one's focusing on the body. Week two is higher level awareness. And then three is, of course, engaging mind and uh, intention of finesse and the full body experience. It's a wonderful, wonderful 21 day uh, exercise. Thank you. I'm so glad. It was my pleasure to give that to you. Well, when you approached me about coming on the show and the topic was discipline, one of the very first things that I thought about was, well, number one, that being personal growth oriented mm. is a, is a discipline. I think about discipline and practice. Mm. When you're when you have a practice, you are disciplined in incrementing your knowledge and you're expanding your knowledge and you're practicing and that becomes your discipline. You learn a discipline by practicing, whether it's martial arts or yoga or what have you. These are these these words work well in balance. They balance each other, the discipline and the practice. And in in a discipline like martial arts, there is form. Mm. And when you begin, you begin with a beginner's mind. You begin as a beginner and you practice the forms, whether it's Hapkido or a, a yoga asana and a yoga mudra that you're doing. It's a form. And that form has been shown to yield specific results using the human body and the human, human operating system. Hmm. And this is where I go back to the kinds of orgasms and that one of the type one is location the second is technique physical and mental techniques which are practices which are disciplines which are forms if you stroke the g-spot with two fingers in the vagina up on the roof of the vagina and you use a windshield wiper motion or a come toward me, come hither, they say motion, you will give a woman G-spot awakening pleasure, potentially helping her release 
her feminine waters to create a female ejaculatory experience. That's a form. Hmm. It's a specific stroking technique that yields a specific type of orgasmic result. And expanded orgasm is another one of those, those, those forms. And it's a five stroke technique. It's a clitoral stroking technique. And it's a, it's a technique that is done primarily to a woman. You can do expanded orgasm on a man. And it's mostly like having a penis massage that is an edging experience, a non-ejaculatory take them up into pleasure, hold them in pleasure through a penis massage. The expanded orgasm practice that we teach is, a, is focused on the female and her clitoral, stroking her clitoris. It's a clitoral stroking practice that has five strokes. And the 21-day program is 21 different erotic play dates that teach you the different facets. If expanded orgasm is a ball with lots of, it's a soccer ball with lots of little faces or facets on it, then there's 21 facets. And each one of those erotic play dates is an opportunity for you to increment your knowledge to become a better stroker. Hmm. You're going to give a woman orgasms with this five stroke technique. And I'll explain the strokes in just a second. And the strokes themselves are the form, like a, a sauna or a hapkido sidekick or whatever it might be. I'm out of my element talking about hapkido. <laughs> a windmill, a roundhouse, I don't know what they are. But there's a specific way of doing it. And when you practice the form, then you get the result. But if you think you know what you're doing and you just decide to do, you just decide to, oh, okay, I'm going to do this stroke, but I'm just going to kind of do it this way. You're not going to get the result. Mm -hmm. First, you have to do the form, establish the practice, have the discipline to do the strokes in the same way every single time. And then you get the result. And the result that you get is that a woman can have a kind of an orgasm that she can't have all, in any other way. Mm. And the orgasm is called an expanded orgasm because essentially, if you think about orgasms, most of us think about an orgasm like the old 1966 Masters and Johnson orgasm where we saw that chart where you climbed up the hill and you have the climax and then everything just drops off and goes away. And that's very much the masculine ejaculatory approach to orgasm. And men don't even understand that orgasm and ejaculation are entirely separate systems in the body. Men have conflated mm. ejaculation with orgasm. But men who go through their training to become multi-orgasmic men, which is a separate practice that has discipline, where you learn how to manage your ejaculatory intensity so that you don't go over the point of no return and you learn to have orgasms without ejaculating. You no longer need to ejaculate. You can just choose to ejaculate when you want to. That's a form. So expanded orgasm is a form and it's not the kind of orgasm that we're used to thinking about with regard to orgasm where you just get, you go up, you have a climax and it's done. It's, and it's not a multiple orgasm where you do that again and again and again, like a refractory period where women have a shorter or almost non-existent refractory period if they're not overstroked, where men, if they ejaculate, they have a refractory period. Mm. So it's not the multiple orgasm. And it's not just and it's not just an extended orgasm, but that's starting to get closer to what an expanded orgasm is. An extended orgasm is where you get into that moment of climax. And time stretches out like taffy. So you're coming, you're climaxing, you're in that peak moment. You're riding that big wave much longer time. So now instead of it being like a sneeze and you came, you're having this, and you're just staying in that. And you're learning how to stay in that sensation and feel the sensation being delivered that allows you to stay in that expanded or extended orgasm. Mm. 
But then expanded orgasm is where you take the extended time frame and you make it multiple extended time frames, but each one feels even better and better. So now you're going up and it's lasting a really long time. And then you take, you're taking a little break because the body needs to toggle between states. It, you have a sympathetic and a parasympathetic nervous system. And so you have to be able to give your nervous system a little break. It's called peaking and it'll reach for more sensation, which takes it to the higher pleasure of an even longer orgasm. So though that looks like a big stair-stepping wave of orgasmic pleasure. And that's what expanded orgasm is. And it's done with five strokes. One of them is the what we call the bread and butter stroke, which is really the one that takes you into that wave and lets that wave, the amplitude go up of that wave. So the first opening strokes are called the three opening strokes. And they're just really awakening the vulva and the vagina and depositing lube onto the vagina and that not the vagina because the vagina is the inside but the vulva is the outside depositing lube so that you can do that stroke and get that stroke really smooth and slippery the bread and butter stroke is using the tip of your finger do you know how when you get an eyelash on your eyeball and you touch it with the pad of your finger to get it off and and you do it really really lightly that's how light the stroke is and that's the pad of the finger how you use it it would be like touching your eyeball to get an eyelash off of it you're stroking the clitoral head the glands it's called it's like the tip of the penis but it's the female version because we have all the same parts just arranged in slightly different size and order mm. you're stroking the tip of the clitoris underneath the hood and not stroking the skin, you're stroking below the skin to the meat of that glands where all the nerve endings are. But you're stroking it as light as that butterfly touch to your eyeball. And when you do that, your woman can lock on to that stroke and you're delivering sensation and it's not going away. So she can get into the sensation and she can feel it and then she can ride that up and then she can expand the time she's coming so that within a, a half hour orgasmic you know expanded orgasm stroking session she is coming the entire time that you're doing that because you're not fatiguing the clitoris by over stroking or stroking it too hard most women who are one and done they put so much energy into the getting to that one orgasm that they blow themselves out. It's like, they, I don't touch me. I don't want anymore. I'm dying. I'm just, this is it. And that's because it was too much. Most women are overdriving their clitoris. So once a woman learns how to feel this light sensation, she becomes massively multi-orgasmic. Time stands still. She begins to come the whole time. And she's basically running that energy through her whole body. And her partner who's delivering that sensation is the one who's actually taking her for the ride. She's riding their ride. Mm. And she's surrendered to the sensation. And the partner who's doing the strokes is feeling her. And she's feeling them feeling her. And you're creating this limbic connection that is actually a conjoined trance state just like meditation is a trance state orgasm is a trance state they are both bliss states but in this case you and your partner are doing this together and that's why some people call it orgasmic meditation hmm. it's actually a clitoral stroking technique that that you're having almost as much orgasmic pleasure giving as your partner is receiving. Absolutely amazing. And the man that's delivering this, mm -hmm. when they feel, uh, whoever's listening to this may, the man may feel, well, will I feel as good as she does, but you should feel just incredible knowing that you're there for the experience and you're part of it. Well, what you're the power that you feel of having a woman under your hand, mm. having that level of incredible pleasure mm. 
is unparalleled. Right. I mean, one of the things about men generally, and, and remember, I, I didn't say man when I said the giver. I said giver. I said they. I said lover. I actually never said man. Mm. Because anyone can give a woman this experience. It's, gen, it's gender neutral. Mm. It's just a pair of hands. And this is as an effective a practice for lesbian lovers as it is for heterosexual lovers, as it is for people who are pansexuals and sapiosexuals and you name it, sexuals. So that's one of the things I like about expanded orgasm. The other thing I like about expanded orgasm is that it is mostly delivered by male partners to female partners. And what I know about men is that they will give up their own pleasure to give pleasure to their partner. Men, a lot of people say, oh, men are so selfish or whatever. I'm like, that, not my experience. In my experience, a man will, he will cut off his arm to give his partner more orgasms. Like he's just in it to win it for that. And that's partly because he knows that unless he gives her incredible pleasure, she's not going to want to have sex with him over time. She's going to not want to. So he he's kind of driven. It's competitive for him because she could go out and take a lover if he's no good. Right. So he's always worried about he's got to keep his eye on the supply and he's got to do a good job of satisfying his woman. The, the men who are the very most sexually frustrated men in the world are ones who are married to women who don't want them for sex. Mm. They get they become so angry. They feel so much victimhood. They feel so rejected. They feel so unloved when they can't figure out how to get their woman to allow them to give them pleasure. But what we're really talking about here are the couples who want to have incredible pleasure together and want to have something that is a practice that will keep them lying down together, getting in bed, and being in orgasmic states together. Because the more orgasms you fill a woman up with, the more calm she is, the more happy she is, and the more she wants intercourse, which is the thing that he likes the best, and that ultimately she will like the best once she crosses that gasm chasm. When she has enough orgasms manually, it's going to allow her to begin to feel a level of sensation that can transfer over, spill over into intercourse, and she'll become multi-orgasmic in intercourse as well. One of the things that expanded orgasm does is that it enlivens and awakens all the tissue in the vulva. Mm. So not only does she become a more confident orgasmer, she is more easily able to orgasm. She becomes more multi-orgasmic. She comes longer. She has more intensity of orgasm. And she can have orgasms from many different ways of being stimulated in many different positions, whether that's oral, receiving or giving, intercourse, anal, whatever it might be. There are lots, of, there's 20 different kinds of orgasms she can have. So expanded orgasm is just the tip of the iceberg. That's one of 20 kinds. And the more of them you practice, because they're all learned skills, whether it's a technique one or, or an object one or a location one, as you begin to stack your orgasmic experience and your orgasmic efficacy, if you will, you you become an you just come more easily and you come more confidently, and then sex gets better, and then it all builds on itself. It goes on what I like to call the upward pleasure spiral, where sex just keeps getting better and better. And I think the expanded orgasm practice, especially for heterosexual monogamous couples, is really the foundation, the fundamental technique that will keep your sex life get on that upward pleasure spiral as monogamous partners for the rest of your life. Because I've been doing it for 17 years with Tim. Incredible. Can, can, can a woman do it herself? No, because you can't really give yourself the level of surrender that is required. It's really something that someone does for you. It's really genital pleasuring done for you. Incredible. I love... Uh when you say sex is a learnable skill, knowledge makes yeah. you better. Yes. Very important there. You know, uh, we're not born great at sex. You have to yeah. learn. You have to learn yeah. about expanded orgasm. You have to learn about these things. Uh, yeah, that I, I really enjoyed that material and the, the discipline that it, that it takes. And really, once you lay that foundation, it's a win-win. Everybody wins. She wins. You win. Yeah. The relationship wins. It's amazing how... It'll spill over into other things. Yeah. Very much. Especially so. a happy woman. Mm. 
Yeah. A woman filled up with orgasm is a happy woman. When there's a happy woman in the house, everybody's happy. If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Yeah, happy wife, happy life. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I find that incredible. And we talked about health and fitness a little bit in, in the beginning, but yeah. you know, it, we're, obesity is a terrible problem here. And if a woman's not comfortable, you know, that's a very, you, you have to incorporate health and fitness and just eating correctly and uh, meditation and things like this have to be a regular practice in order to really let yourself go and welcome that. Do you believe that? Yeah. Um, I think that nutrition is fundamental and movement is the next piece of health and sexual health. Um, so yes, I do. And um, I don't, I always thread the needle on this whole body shame thing because mm. I, I just try to stay as trim as I can. And I just try to eat as well as I can. And I try to get out every day and do my beach walks and get my movement and work out with my trainers three days a week. And I work on balance, flexibility, stamina, like high intensity interval training, I'll run up the hills or whatever, and strength. And I think those are the four pillars of physical health that sit on um, good nutrition of organic vegetables and high quality fats and some clean proteins and lots of hydration and a little bit of really great Cabernet and Rioja thrown mm. in there <laughs> and a couple of toques of some gelato every now and then. That's my favorite, my, my current favorite weed strain, <laughs> but I live in California as you can already tell. Yeah. So <laughs> it's legal here. <laughs> it's a very good point. Does alcohol and sex mix? Well, alcohol lowers your inhibitions. It makes you a little looser. And so, yes, I actually think as long as someone's not drinking to excess, mm. because obviously it can, it can impact your erectile function. And remember that our parts are the same, even though we always think about erectile function as a man's issue, it's equally a woman's issue. We have as much erectile tissue wrapped around our vulva and inside our, right inside us as our male body partners do on the outside. And we need to watch our heart. We need to watch our cardiovascular. We need to get our blood moving. We need to eat good fats, good quality fats, not bad fats. It's so funny. I'm, I'm going to be on um, uh, Bloom TV on Thursday doing a cooking segment, believe it or not, mm. uh, with my recipe for salad dressing that I call Viagrette, the undressing dressing. Because blood flow is so fundamental to our sexual pleasure for both the male and the female body that the best, very best thing I can tell people is you need to eat way more leafy green vegetables and salads are the way to go. Raw veggies and leafy greens are the way to go. The problem is that if you go out and you make a salad and then you buy bottled dressing and you dump the bottled mm. dressing on it, then you're getting fillers, guar gums, uh, crappy oils, sugars, all this junk. And you've basically negated the benefit of eating the yeah, salad. Yeah. You need the leafy greens for the nitric oxide production, for the blood flow to your genitals. So you can not only get engorged, get a clitoral erection or a penile erection, but you can feel the orgasms because you need the blood flow. Blood flow is the single thing. Like when women say, oh, my, my libido is shot. It's my hormones. I'm like, mm, it, it probably actually isn't your hormones. It's, I mean, maybe if you have thinning of the vaginal tissue and some vaginal pain, we should talk about what you can do with photobiomodulation and you can you know, use a V-fit or go in and get some treatments or what have you to thicken up the tissue or use estrogen cream in your vagina or things like that. And, and that's good, but it's really sensation loss that happens over time because all of the blood vessels of the vascular system of the genitals get filled with plaque and that's why men have erectile dysfunction and women do too if you're eating the same things as your husband which you mostly are you're getting the erectile dysfunction too so a lot of the 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 concept is really focusing on blood flow and if you don't make your own, it's so easy to make your own homemade dressing. It's like a cup of avocado oil, a quarter cup of a nice vinegar, 
and some Dijon mustard, mm. and then add some salt and pepper and add a dried herb or a fresh herb, shake it up, put it on your salad. You'll love your Voila. salad. You'll eat more salad and you'll clean out your arteries yeah. so you can have good function. <laughs> it is so simple. Yeah. The, you buy it is. corn syrup. There's so much uh, off the shelf. I get to talk to a lot of great people and I've, I've recently moved to organics, just, you know, finding out with a 30 dozen and things like that. And I just, yeah. uh, it's just, especially leafy you have to get organic leaf because it just soaks in all the pesticides and it's, exactly. it's very important you use great terms on, on your site and in your content that i never heard of uh oh. or, orgasmonaut yeah i call myself an orgasmonaut because i'm like an astronaut of orgasms i go to the far outer reaches of outer orgasmic space and then i come back with the map so you can get there mm. <laughs> Because I remember, it's so interesting. One of the reasons I call myself an orgasmonaut is that, so Dr. Patty Taylor is one of my mentors. I have been very fortunate to have some incredible mentors. And Dr. Patty is the woman who actually wrote Expand Her Orgasm Tonight and created the program for me because she was one of my mentors for my husband, Tim and I to have our expanded orgasm practice. And I said, Patty, we have to, we have to publish this. You have to write this. She wrote the book expanded orgasm and that's in its second printing and it sold, I don't even know how many copies. Um, but she created this online home study course so that any couple anywhere in the world who wanted to start this practice, this expanded orgasm practice could do it from the comfort of their own home. And it's got videos and it's got the audios and it's got eBooks and it's got the 21 erotic play dates, which I know we want to close with when we, we finish up on another discipline that I think is really good in the sexual space. But Patty, when I was starting my expanded orgasm practice with Tim, I was, I mean, I was coming so out of my mind with orgasm where Tim and I were in that orgasmic meditative trance state together. And I was, I was in a meditative state of orgasmic bliss that was allowing me to feel that I was connected to source, to Gaia, wow. to God, to spirit. These are all words that mean the same thing. When we go into meditation, one of the things people love about meditation is that you actually feel your connection to all living things or all, all things that have had life energy. And that is a salve to the soul because our souls, we, we feel so alone in our bodies in our birth, in our death. We're always craving the connection of other to salve the soul of loneliness. And when you're in expanded orgasm and you're, you're in this bliss, this tantric bliss orgasmic state that this stroke creates, this simple little clit stroke with a finger creates this experience. Amazing. And you, you touch Gaia, you touch God, you touch source, you touch spirit, you touch all souls, and you don't feel alone. It's those moments where you're like, I am connected to everything. I am part of a greater web of love. I feel the love flowing through me. I'm getting goosebumps telling mm. you this right now, Joe. Mm. And when you feel that, and you feel that maybe for the first time in your life, if you haven't had a meditation practice, and you start expanded orgasm, and you have this expanded orgasm practice, and you and you feel that connection, you're like, whoa. And so I, I called up Dr. Patty one day, and I said, I am so far out on the edge that I'm worried. What if I, what if I won't come back? What if I lose myself? What if I get lost out there? I'm out in this dark zone and I'm, it, it's like I'm in space and I'm, I'm a, but I'm on the, this little ledge and I, all I see is dark space out there. I'm afraid to step off. Hmm. What's going to happen? And she said, take the step step off, go out in there. And I was like, okay, I've got to goosebumps again, Joe. I was like, okay, I'll do it. And that's when I connected with all of life and became, I had the palpable experience of being connected to you, Joe, being connected to the people that are listening to us, being connected to everything, being connected to our earth, our planet, 
our solar system, all the animals, everything, it's spirit, it's consciousness. I became conscious through my expanded orgasm practice. And it was that feeling of stepping off into consciousness that made me realize that what I was doing was being an orgasmonaut and coming back to earth to tell you how to stroke that clit with that fingertip and go there too. <laughs> Amazing. It's like an awakening. How freaking cool is that? Yeah, it is. <laughs> and, and, and you can get there. You can get there. I'm not going to say easily with no, it doesn't cost a lot of money. I mean, free. you could just get there. Yeah. It's free. It's, it's, it's incredible. And you can, you can awaken yourself there. It's, it's, a, it's, it's inspiring. Susan, the other one that you use is a sexual yeah. biohacker. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the whole, how to keep your genitals in great shape so you can have great sex till the day you die, which for me is going to be apparently 115. So I plan to be having even more mind-blowing orgasms as I get older because I've been having more and more mind-blowing orgasms all the way through. So I just keep getting better. I just keep having better and better sex. So um, I just plan to keep doing that. And sexual biohacking is um, the tools, the treatments, the technologies that allow you to have what I love to call a banging boner. (laughs) I need to have an equal thing for like the vulva or something. Because, you know, a guy, he can really relate to the banging boner. I need to have something like the voluptuous vulva or something. Vavoom. I, uh, I can't do exactly. these. Yeah. I like that. The Vavoomy Vulva. <laughs> doesn't sound as good, does it? Yeah. <laughs> it's because Vulva is such a stupid word. Yeah. I don't know what to call. I mean, a lot of times I call the female genitals the Yoni, Y O N I, which is a tantric word, a Sanskrit word for the female genitals and the lingam is the penis. So Yoni and lingam, that's cute, but not everybody knows what that is. And I don't like to use some of the other words that are more slang words. I like it to be a little more professional, right. but vulva, it really does sound like a sex nerd. Like vulva, it sounds like a sex. I don't know. It, it, we do what we can do, right? Yeah. It sounds like a safe Swedish car. I guess that's the It problem. does. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem you know a boxy safe car it's we want to go on you got it uh <laughs> 21 play dates yeah let's talk about yes it. so we were talking about disciplines and practices yes. and i think the antidote to the monotony of monogamy mm. and the mm. antidote to wanting what you're not getting sexually are erotic play dates and inside Expand Her Orgasm Tonight, which is at expandherorgasmtonight.com, that's where you go to get there, expandherorgasmtonight.com, has this has three free reports. One of them is this touching for rapture, touch for rapture. One of them is peaking, the power of peaking, this toggling of the nervous system. It's a great trick to intensify orgasmic pleasure, whether you're doing expanded orgasm or not, you can apply it to your entire sex life. And the third free report is what is expanded orgasm? And I kind of explained it, but it shows you the charts. So you really get what you're going for. And within, if you buy the program, Expand Her Orgasm Tonight, you get this soccer ball with the 21 facets of becoming a really good giver of this stroke, this expanded orgasm stroke, and a really good receiver of the stroke. So you can have these massive expanded, conscious, connecting experiences together. And I love it because Patty created 21 erotic play dates and each night, and you can do this one a week for 21 weeks. You can do this one a day for 21 days. You can do it whenever you want. You can do it on Tuesdays and Thursdays. It can be your Friday night date night. But I really encourage couples to go through each one of the 21 and have the experience of that exercise. It's like a workshop in a box. It's like a couple's exercise. And what I love about the couple's exercises are that each one of them is another facet of becoming a really good giver and receiver of orgasm. And they spill over into all of your sexuality. So you can apply everything you learn in the expanded orgasm practice to the rest of your sex life too. You can do it in your oral sex life. You can do it in your intercourse sex life, etc. And when you have a commitment 
which is another word for discipline. Mm. When you have a commitment to having these erotic play dates, your sex life goes from, all right, hopefully we're going to get together and we're going to have intercourse and we're both going to have an orgasm to, Ooh, what are we doing on Thursday night? What's the, Oh, we're going to do sharing frames. Oh, we're going to play stop start. Oh, those sound interesting. You have something fun. You get the fun back into your sex life and you're beginning as beginners together with that beginner's mind. You're growing together. It creates new relationship energy because you're doing something new because variety is these, is the, thing that you need to keep your sex life and your desire for each other growing. If you just do the same old things all the time, then you're just in this kind of like safe zone that's going to diminish. Your sex life's going to get worse. It's going to spiral down the drain, down the toilet, instead of go on that upward pleasure mm. spiral into conscious, orgasmic, expanded, incredible experiences. So, Erotic play dates are just this notion that there's so many things you can learn in sex. I mean, you could do an entire year of just learning and playing with a couple of sex toys together in a lot of different ways. Hmm. That would be incredible. You could learn female ejaculation. You could become a multi-orgasmic man. You could learn expanded orgasm together. Or you could just learn how to awaken a G-spot or give prostate massages or do blended orgasms or get oralgasms or mouthgasms or breast play and breasts. I mean, there's just a Um, role play, lingerie, sex positions, sex in different locations. I mean, what I've really found, Joe, is that being a sex expert is the easiest job in the world in one way. And that is that once I tell you about it and that it's possible and how to do it, you go off and do it and you're successful mm. and you're like, oh my God, that was fantastic. And my job is so easy because all I have to do is just tell you what to do and you do it and, you, and you're successful. It's not difficult. None of this stuff is difficult. It's literally the permission to feel that you're okay for wanting more and some ideas of what you can do. And that's really what I do. I inspire people to enjoy the God-given gift of their sexual possibility mm through permission and ideas. <laughs> that is incredible, through permission and ideas. So you send them off on their way. Yeah, look, they'll come back when they're ready for some more. Now what can we do? Now what can we do? I love the sex piggies. Whoa, like now we're coming like crazy. Oh my God, I squirted. I'm now multi-orgasmic. What should we do next? <laughs> what, a, what a fascinating landscape sex is. It's, uh, it, it is. It, it's, it's, it's vast. It is. It's vast. And, uh, and it's always still kind of, you know, we don't, a lot of us don't talk about it and we're, it's, it's a bit taboo still. And I, I wonder if that will ever change. Are there fads sexually? Well, it's changing because I'll tell you, podcasting has been a bigger boon for sexual education than anything ever. Mm. First of all, pornography really set us back because pornography is very degrading to women and teaches people the wrong things. It's theater, not lovemaking. Mm. And so that has hurt us a lot. But podcasts are saving our sexual asses mm. because you invite me on. And people hear us talking and they're like, oh my God, she said so many words that would have made me feel weird, but I was listening in the privacy of my earbuds. And I actually, what I found is people, people are grown ass people right. and they really like you just to tell them the truth, tell me what I need to know. And so when I treat people like adults, they appreciate it. They can totally handle it. People can handle anything. They just want to know. And when but when I'm invited onto a podcast and I get to have a frank conversation like this, it may be the first time anybody's ever heard someone talking like this, but because it's so easy for me and it didn't used to be, I've been doing this for 15 years now. This is my second career because of the cataclysmic, you know, almost losing my husband and us not me not wanting sex with him because it wasn't, I wasn't having orgasms and we had to fix it. And we learned how, and we're like, Oh my God, this is so easy. Let's help everybody. <laughs> but once People hear it on these podcasts, and I've probably done 150 podcasts. I do podcasts every week mm. with somebody. Sometimes I'll do more than one a day. It's my honor and pleasure to have the opportunity to speak in someone's ears in a private way and have them hear these things and feel like, God, yeah, 
I want more. Mm. What do I need to do? What would be, a, I, I, wanna, I keyed in on something there that was interesting to me. I'm going to go check that out. And whether they decide, to, some people love me, some people don't. I don't need the whole world to love me. I will help who wants to be helped by me. Mm. And people naturally gravitate toward me and the, I give them free things and I earn their trust. And then they're like, I'm going to buy that expander orgasm tonight. Mm throw out the $97 and try the practice and give it a shot. It sounded good. And whether they buy or not, it doesn't matter to me because I, I have so much abundance of people who have come in, found something they liked and then said, yeah, if you're telling me these are the things I should be learning, this is what I want to learn. And I do. I mean, I, I used to be in high tech and I was a high tech entrepreneur and I worked in venture-funded startups in the Silicon Valley. And the venture capitalists are very clear that they have an ecosystem of companies that they want in their portfolio. So if they're, you know, in a particular place, AI or Bitcoin or whatever, you know, they'll look at the landscape and they'll say, okay, what businesses do we need to invest in? So we have this Karetsu, if you will, which is where they can all work together and support each other and grow their businesses together. What, what, what does that constellation look like? What does that ecosystem, that roadmap look like? And they're very, very um, focused on investing in companies that do that ecosystem. Mm. When I started my publishing company to teach people how to have passionate lovemaking in the comfort of their own home, I brought that mentality and said, what are the skills that people need to learn? And so my programs, my paid programs are very specifically developed and designed to be the fundamental skills that people need to have the best sex of anybody they know, the best sex possible. Mm. They're not just it's not random. It's an intelligent portfolio of techniques and treatments and advice that will guarantee to make your sex life better than anybody else's. And that was my, my goal was really to empower singles and couples to have their own sexual personal development as part of one of the things they are paying attention to in their life. Truly inspiring. Susan Bratton, truly Aww. inspiring. Truly inspiring. Thank you, Jim. Because you, <laughs> you came from, you had, you, you know, you had some trauma, you had, you know, difficulties in yeah. this area and you turned it around and, and now not only are you benefiting it, but you're benefiting others from it. People like you, I applaud because you just didn't keep Thank it you. to yourself. You're publishing <laughs> all this great content and you're, you're able to share this and, and bring people to send them off to, like you say, on your journey to get to the height of sexuality and to keep spiraling up. I, it's truly inspiring, Susan. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. I'm so glad you reached out and thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk to your audience. Thank you so much. Absolutely wonderful. And let's, uh, how can we get in touch with you? By the way, you didn't mention that you're also an author. You mentioned your publishing company, but over a million copies of your book. And how can we get in touch with you? Yeah, I've written about 35 books. Um, wow. You can find the, 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 the epicenter of my universe is personallifemedia.com. There are thousands of articles searchable on my website, including that orgasm challenge with the 20 kinds of orgasms. That's all free. Um, that's all there. And then my video website is betterlover.com and that's all searchable. So if you want to search sexual biohacking or orgasms or intercourse or oral or whatever, anything, it's all there. And, um, you can follow me on Instagram at Susan Bratton, S-U-S-A-N-B-R-A-T-T-O-N, Susan Bratton. Um, those are, I think, the three best places to find me. And if you want to get on my email list, go to personallifemedia.com. You get my sex tips newsletter, which is like the thing everybody loves. Mm, mm, <laughs> yeah, that is great. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. And Susan, you be well. I will. Bye now. Thank you for listening and or viewing Joey Pinn's Disciplined Conversations. Please share this episode with one or two of your friends who you think may benefit from the episode. Our website, www.joeypins.com. 
there you find lots of resources and you could join our mailing list please follow us on all our social media instagram twitter and facebook podcast information the video version of our podcast is on youtube please subscribe audio is on all major podcasting platforms please follow them and if you like it please consider giving five star rating would really appreciate that would you like to financially support the podcast you can go to our patreon site consider five ten or twenty dollars a month there's all kind of plans that we have there there's like a one-time payment. What is this podcast episode worth to you? $25, you be the judge. You can go to our PayPal account to do that as well. Thank you again for listening or watching Joey Pinn's Disciplined Conversation.